Hello, Total Drama fans, and welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Matt. Here to give you all the best geek-related content you can ask for. And it's finally time, Matt, the continuation of our Total Drama episode miniseries, or whatever you want to call it. Yes, <laughs> at long last, and a little bittersweet because we'll talk about this later in the episode. This might be the finale of the series, of like our little series here. We'll have to find out, I guess. But yeah, here we are, back again. Wish it was under better circumstances, but we are back. Now, before we get started, I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you who has been tuning in to each episode, being up to date with our mini-series. We wouldn't be here without your support. No, absolutely not. And it has been really awesome. This has become, I think I can say, the best duo mini-series on uh, Geeks Crossing. Uh, it's a lot of fun to do, and so we're really glad that you guys are here to check it out and hear us rant. I still can't believe that out of all the episodes we've done together, both in terms of duos and even group episodes, this miniseries continues to be our most viewed episodes. Yeah, that really is nuts thinking about it. I mean, I guess there's just not a lot of other people online doing this kind of thing, this kind of like episode-by-episode episode takedown of... Total drama. Which, hey, I'm all for it, man. Mm-hmm. Why should we it's like everybody else? Yeah, and it's a lot of fun to do. So here we are. <laughs> and, of course, a special shout-out to Ellie, our biggest fan. Shout-out to Ellie. I don't know if you're going to like this episode that we're about to do because I don't know your opinions on the new Total Drama seasons. Which, uh, it's really interesting, Eric. We're going to get into this, but I feel like, unlike with, like, All-Stars and Pocket 2, where it's like everybody acknowledges, yeah, these suck i feel like the new seasons of total drama um like the the two reboot seasons very split i feel like there are people i've seen a lot of people online saying that these two seasons are amazing like the some of the best total drama has to offer some people are saying that the second season in the reboot is even better than the first one which is kind of crazy i was about to say what the hell better i was gonna say unless they got i I know this is airing in a bunch of different countries unless they got like some other version of it that we didn't get i don't know how you say that <laughs> okay the first season well if you want your full thoughts and opinions go check out that episode first but i thought it was fairly decent but after watching all 13 episodes of this season i was like wow they dropped the ball hard with this one yeah i think we did both agree that it was somewhere around revenge of the island here uh interestingly enough I, there's a little digression but in an attempt to make things a little bit more, the Total Drama Wiki calls Season 1 of the reboot Total Drama Island 2023 and Season 2 of the reboot Total Drama Island 2024. So if I say Total Drama Island 2024, I'm referring to this the second reboot season because I guess it's easier than saying Total Drama Island, but the new one, not the 2008 one, but the second season, but not Total Drama Action, the second season, whatever. Okay, Total Drama Island 2024. But yeah, it is um, it is not even as good as the first season of the reboot which is surprising to me (laughs) i'll be honest with you i had low expectations going in but halfway through i was like oh my god this is almost as bad as pocket 2 or all stars like it's getting to that tier man yeah no it is it is but the only interesting thing about this season is the fact that we have the exact same number of contestants competing again yeah that much is true this that's the first time that's ever happened in the entire history of total drama which is kind of cool but as interesting as that sounds 
there's one question that still lingers in my mind. Why the hell didn't they just make this one twenty-six episode season? Yeah, they absolutely should have because if they were doing some crazy moves this season, then that would be one thing, but it doesn't really feel like there's any characters other than maybe Caleb. There's not really any characters who are massively who have massively different arcs like in across the two seasons. Maybe Damien as well, who we'll talk about. But I feel like other than those two characters, there's not really... Oh, and Nichelle. But see... Oh, God, we'll talk about Damien and Nichelle. But, like, whatever. There's no, there's not really an excuse why it couldn't just be a normal-length good season and instead two shorter, mediocre seasons. And, I mean, again, the first... Total Drama Island 2023, it's okay. Total Drama Island 2024, it's it's garbage. I, I think I, I at least that's my opinion. It is garbage. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Matt. <laughs> Let's quit delaying the inevitable and start reviewing this dumpster fire of a season. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, as Eric said, it's the same 14 contestants from uh, the first season. So we don't really need to sit here and introduce any new contestants or anything like that. I mean, or, or say who's in and who isn't in. Same 14 contestants. They are introduced very nonchalantly. Chris just drops them out of a plane and all of a sudden we are back. Um, for another season and right off the bat there is an interesting decision or lack of a decision that the writers made eric um and that is this is the first season to kind of not really have any gimmicks which is weird like it's like okay it's the second season of this new reboot and it's also on wawanakwa with the same kind of challenges and that's like you know say what you will about the other seasons but island action world tour Revenge of the Island, All-Stars, Pocketu Island, they all had their own special sorts of challenges that kind of made them unique. You know, Pocketu was a pure wild island. Um, All-Stars was challenges from past seasons. World Tour was around the world. But these two se- these two new seasons have not had any, really nothing special about them at all. And that's even weirder for this one, because at least with Total Drama Island 2023, you can make the excuse, yeah, it's a reboot, it's it's like, it's island challenges. But we just go right back into the swing of things. It, it, it Again, it's like, what's the point of having this be two seasons? This, there's nothing special about this at all. Again, my point exactly. So if you were wondering, like, I was hoping for a... Total Drama Action reboot for this season. No, it's just, again, just another island season, which, you know, it's starting to get old. And you got to wonder if they get picked up for another season of this reboot, is it just going to be another island season? Like, come on, spruce it up a little bit, man. Honestly, I don't want to see another season with these rejects, but... Yeah, we'll get to that when we talk more about the season and especially the ending, but... (laughs) And actually, Matt, there's another interesting thing I want to bring up. Yeah. This is the first time ever we have a canonical winner. Yes, that is true. Um, there's little tidbits depending on what episode you watch of action, or excuse me, of action, and especially the the uh, mid season special between Island and Action. In most airings, they mention that Owen won, but there are Gwen versions. Like here, this is it. This is as plain as plain can be. Priya won. She talks about winning. Other characters talk about how she won. Like she won which is kind of nuts. And why the hell is she back competing even though she just won? Simple. Her parents wanted her to compete again. And I'm like, oh my God, we're back to square one. Yeah. Like, we're going to talk more about Priya later, but as soon as I heard that line, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, and uh, we're not going to delve too much into spoilers, but uh, unlike other characters who made it far in the first season of this reboot and then got booted pretty quickly in this one, Priya, she sticks around. <laughs> I'll say that much. She sticks around. 
I don't know about you, Matt, but I smell main character syndrome. <laughs> yep. Yeah, main character syndrome. Oy, oy, oy. Also, full disclaimer, I've only seen each episode once, and honestly, can you blame me? There's a couple of the early episodes I've seen twice because me and Brandon watched them, and then we showed Aiden because he hadn't seen them. But other than that, um, yeah, I haven't really seen a, a lot of this. Yeah, so the point is, I'm going strictly off memory, so yeah. <laughs> if I forget any important details, I apologize. I was just so frustrated with this season that I refused to watch the episodes more than once. <laughs> and who could blame you? <laughs> but you're probably thinking okay same cast how did they decide the teams this time well they actually done something practical have the two finalists decide their teams mm-hmm. uh which was an interesting turn of events i'm actually quickly trying to find the teams because there was another <laughs> pet peeve that i had about these teams uh and that is they are very very weirdly similar to the teams from the first season like the teams end up being Team Ratface and Team Skunkbutt, but if you look at Team Skunkbutt, Bowie, Julia, MK, Wayne, and Raj were all on a team in the last season, and Ratface, Z, Millie, Damian, Priya, and Emma all on the same team last season. Or excuse me, not Emma. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is, I feel oh Axel, that's the other one. I feel like there's not really a lot of diversity. They really didn't mix anybody up too much, which was a a, a weird lack of change like i uh, what i'm trying to say is about five members of each team have already been on the same team before it's like that is shockingly similar to the to last season's team but it, it doesn't really matter because yeah we'll get to this the, the teams don't exactly stick around very long so they don't really matter so okay complaint number one the team names they obviously did not give two shits about team names this time yeah they didn't give a rat's butt <laughs> <laughs> uh, pun in- definitely intended. They just gave up. I mean, honestly, uh, at least the reboot for uh, Total Drama Island 2023, the teams were silly, but they were clearly inspired by the killer bass and the screaming gophers. Here, it's just like, whatever. Skunk butt, rat face, whatever. They recognize that the teams are only going to be in like five episodes. So I was like, what the hell? We can call them anything we freaking want. Who cares? And that's really annoying. And complaint number two, as Matt alluded, we spend next to no time with these teams whatsoever. So much so that we would put them in our tier list episode. I definitely put both of them in F tier. Yeah, they're just barely teams. Like, honestly, they kind of just are there. Um, there's not really a whole lot of camaraderie. Uh, that's not true. There are some interesting dynamics in team. God dang. I never remember the freaking name of it. Um, which one is that skunk butter? Whatever the one with Bowie and Raj and all of them. That's uh skunk, but there are some interesting, there's one interesting episode in particular with team skunk, but what I guess we'll talk about that when we talk about that. Um, but other than that, like there's not really a lot of, it's not, it's not a great dynamic, honestly. It, it's just whatever. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, if we were doing that tier list again, I'd probably put the Skunk Butts or Rat Faces or whatever that team was, one above the other because of that one interesting episode. Yeah, I think we both have the same one in mind, um, which, again, we'll get to it. It's almost the same case with the Villainous Vultures and the Heroic Hamsters, where one team actually has a bit more drama than the other. Yeah, and again, we'll talk about that when we talk about that. But, yeah, the teams are made. Um, Ripper's chosen last. Big surprise. 
And uh, we do see some interesting character stuff start to happen. Or it's character, interesting character stuff in quotes. Priya says something about being worried that she'll be targeted for being last season's winner. That never comes up again. She drops that immediately in, after this episode. And we have Scary Girl pretending to be normal, which is her new thing this season, I guess. <laughs> so normal, in fact, that she just that she's dressed up as a camper and nobody even recognizes her. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Bowie's like, I'll take the new girl. Oh, we have no new campers. That's Scary Girl. Scary Girl's another one. Very popular uh, online. I personally do not see it, but whatever. Like, she's here. She's doing something, I guess. Big surprise. Chase and Emma break up again. And spoilers, (laughs) we're not going to spend much time with these two um, as opposed to last season. Yeah, the the writers probably got bored of the will they won't they and they're just like okay they won't um because uh, the the story goes Emma had time to watch the season and now she knows that Chase sacrificed nothing for her he just wanted pizza and so she's done with him they're not on the same team um she actually sabotages him successfully uh in episode two we'll get to that in a minute um but yeah that that drama has that ship has sailed that is not really going to be explored this season nichelle somehow became the next zoe or sky <laughs> the next zoe or sky well you'd think oh god okay so and what yeah and what i mean by that is she suddenly became good at a lot of challenges now granted there is a reason for that but it's just so forced and rushed man yeah because the reason she got eliminated in the first season uh was oh she was a waste she's she doesn't do her own stunts she's literally just like a fragile little girl who can't do anything for the team she's a liar get her out of here but now she's actually really skilled because she's been training and i guess uh that's her thing this season like eric said it it could have been more i personally thought it was kind of cool but again they decided to cut it short we'll get to that um i feel like if you're gonna try this thing at least have the respect to keep it going but we will talk about that and that's Nichelle. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else doing any. I mean, um, let me see. I mean, you sort of said it before. Ripper was chosen last for one of the teams. But here, we get to see Ripper actually try to be a better person. Yeah. Which I kind of appreciate. But what made Ripper so fun to watch in the first season was he was this bully character who did not give a shit about anything but himself. And that's why he was fun to watch. Yeah. He's another character where they're just like, what the heck did we do with this guy? Okay, well, we don't want to do farts anymore. We're sick of farts. I don't. I think he farts like once in this whole season, which is really nuts because his entire personality was farting. But I'm, now he doesn't do it at all. I'm not saying Ripper is a god-tier character. I was just saying in season one, he's more entertaining to watch. No, I agree. I agree. But whatever. They wanted to do something new with him. Go figure. They derailed him. But yeah. we'll get more into that later. Yeah. <laughs> Z is like doing soda sponsorships now. That's like the one new thing that he has going for him. My man. <laughs> Bowie and Raj are still together. Yeah. Uh, Wayne is still more or less the same. Julia is more or less. There's a really weird thing this season, and I'm not sure how you feel about it, but it's it starts in episode one, so we might as well talk about it now. Julia and MK just like become best friends in episode one, despite the fact that Julia caused MK's elimination in the first reboot season. So... I don't know. Going into this, I thought MK was going to hate Julia and like it would be an MK versus Julia type dynamic. But she just randomly is like, yeah, not only do I forgive you, but like you're awesome and I want to be your best friend. And it's just like, oh, that doesn't 
really make a lot of sense, but okay. It makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like imagine if there was a season after All Stars. Or no, let's say this World Tour, right? Alejandro gets Courtney eliminated, let's say. Now imagine that there's another season, like All Stars, for example. Let's say in All Stars when we see Alejandro and Courtney again. Imagine if Courtney was just like, hey Alejandro, like you're best friends. We're awesome. Like Let's team up together. It's like, no. A smart character like Courtney or MK, also very smart, seen as a very smart character and rational, would, I don't know. I feel like they would be like, no, you you clearly screwed me over. I'm mad at you. I could have won a million dollars and you didn't let me. But they're just best friends immediately. And that's going to be a dynamic for the whole season. It's not like they have one line where it's like, oh, why didn't MK remember the truth? Like, okay, that's one line. Who cares? No, no, no. This is like, an arc for both of them. They become besties up to the finale, through the finale. And to, an- and to answer your question, Matt, I hated it. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was just me. I thought I was losing it. I'm like, maybe this was hinted at some point. But no, like, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know if the writers forgot that Julia was the reason MK went home or what. But I don't know. MK oh, clearly I- forgot. <laughs> when I first saw that, I was like, are you really going to forgive this bitch for what she did to you? I would be livid. I mean, that was my chance at a million dollars, and I got screwed over. Despite the fact that I was helping my team, I got screwed over by this girl who everyone hates now. That's one of the weirder eliminations in the re- the first reboot season. Like, that episode, MK gets blamed for not help being a team player, but Julia actually was, like, a fraud, and they eliminated MK anyway. I don't know. I would be livid. And a better question, why would you reuse the same villain you had from the first season? Yeah, thank you. Like... Uh, there's nothing new. The one thing at first I thought they were going to do was make Caleb a villain. And I'm like, like that would have made more sense to me. I I don't know. Like, I don't hate what they did with Caleb. Um, But if they at least made him a villain, it would be like, okay, he wasn't in the first season. Now he's here. He's pissed that he got eliminated first. He'll be a villain. We've actually never had a character go from first eliminated to season villain. You know, Ezekiel, Stacy, <laughs> Beardo. These aren't villains. They're just pathetic oh no they were just token first boots so we can get the eliminations going yes um so that would have been kind of interesting something new for the season to do but but no it's the same exact i mean i guess you could say bowie's not as villainous this season but it's yeah it's just still julia i don't know i guess if you consider bowie the main villain of total drama island 2023 and julia the main villain of 24 but that doesn't even make sense either because it was clearly like even as the season went on in 23 it was Millie and Priya being like, oh, Bowie, we got to get Julia out of here. She's awful. Like, we got to get her out of here. So I don't know what they were thinking or if they just were in a rush. They're like, oh, whatever. We don't have time to turn someone else into the villain. I think something tells me because Julia is apparently a fan favorite, they figured, oh, everybody loves Julia. Let's just make her the villain again. I guess, but Scary Girls, too, and they did her so dirty <laughs> two seasons in a row. I think it's hilarious. But I can see people online who really like Scary Girl being really upset about how they, she was handled in this in both seasons of the reboot. So I don't know I don't, what they, I don't know. What makes each season unique is that a different character becomes the next villain. If you have a consistent villain in each season, then that kind of that kind of lampshades the other characters. Yeah, I I've never sat down and thought about it, but I think every season does have a different villain. Heather, Courtney, Alejandro, Scott. Slash lightning, I guess. Mal, <laughs> Scarlet slash sugar. Pocketoo was stupid. The ice dancers, and now Julia. Julia, <laughs> like I don't know. It seems lazy. Maybe you could have built up a vengeful 
Caleb or a vengeful MK or a vengeful scary girl, all of them could have feasibly been written to be villains, all angered at how they were done dirty the first time around. Any of them could have worked. But no, you just figured, screw it, we'll do Julia again. Like, that's so lazy. Imagine if All-Stars was, oh, Scott's going to be the evil villain now. It's like, no, we just saw that. Give us something new. I don't know. It's it's silly, and it shouldn't be important, but it is just another like little straw on the camel's back. Like the season is not starting off with its best foot, I guess we'll say. And we haven't even reviewed season, and we haven't reviewed episode one yet. That's how pissed off we are. We've been delaying the inevitable for quite some time. Let's go over episode one. Yeah. Sorry about that little tangent, folks, but what are you going to do? Um, It is a Squid Game challenge, which is really weird. If you have not seen Squid Game, this is the main part of it, which is you run in, like, this farmland, which is why they had, like, cardboard cutouts of farmland behind them, and you have to stop, and it's, like, red light, green light. I've never even seen Squid Game, but I know that is a part of it, just from the, the pop culture. I can um, vouch for that. It yeah. is part of the game. <laughs> Albeit, it's a lot more violent, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> how does it work again is it first team to have all of their players get hit lose or first team to make it to the end or first team to have a player make it to the end wins the latter okay yeah so first team then to have at least one player make it to the end wins it for their team um i will say but, the yeah. one interesting thing about this episode is that we got introduced to chef's grandma <laughs> who used to be a pro baseball player <laughs> yeah. more chef lore i don't know how I, I feel like chef is in his 60s i mean god bless that his grandma's even still alive but <laughs> don't know how old chef is i did find it funny how chase thought he could outrun chef's grandma but gets quickly eliminated i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah and there is some stuff of julia thinking that she's gonna get eliminated and that's why bowie chose her for his team um and so she tries like to put it in the high gear um so that's a dynamic at play i mean that's again it's one episode it's an arc that lasts one episode. And it was kind of funny how everybody was like, okay, Bowie, you got this. It's Nichelle. This is an easy W. But then Nichelle unleashes her inner Zoe and Sky and wins the challenge. Or her inner Priya. <laughs> <laughs> that but works yeah. too. Yeah, but um, yeah. And so she wins it for stupid freaking team names. Uh, team Ratface. So Team Skunkbutt is up for elimination. I can't say this with a straight face. I don't blame you, man. They did not give two shits about these team names. Now, when it comes to the elimination, it was hard to tell who was going to get the food until Scary Girl brought up that she was studying everybody to be normal, even watching them while they sleep. <laughs> yep, and that did it. Everybody got so freaked out. They were like, let's get her out of here. And this is one of the few things I could praise the second season for. They got rid of Scary Girl early. Not even like third or fourth. We're talking like the first eliminated. And I was like, Thank God, because if I had to deal with her for another episode, I would have lost it, man. Well, after seeing the rest of the season, I lost it, but <laughs> we'll get to that eventually. Scary Girl was a very smart first boot. I got to give the writers that, like you said. Like, they understood, okay, there's only so much we could do with this character. She's, like, a joke, so... Any other character competing against her is more interesting than her. She's Izzy done wrong, and so get her out of here. And they got her out of here, and I am grateful for that. Episode two. Um. Oh my gosh. Episode two. Oh yes, the slides. <laughs> it's a very convoluted challenge. The teams have to slide down slides into a basketball hoop. Each slide has a certain amount of points. The easier slide is one point. The difficult slide is two points. And the really difficult slide is three points. You have to make it in the basket to get the points, though. You can't just go down the slide. If you miss the basket, 
you don't get the points. So each team has to send down players one at a time and make it in the baskets. And the team with the most points at the end wins it all. And the team that loses is up for elimination. Do you guys remember when Matt said, Emma, sabotage Chase? This is it. Because yeah. one of Chase's divine aspects is his ego. So Emma thought of an idea. Hey, Chase, wouldn't this be great to live stream? So even though he knows damn well this show is already getting recorded, he had his personal camera and kept going, Yo, 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 it's your boy Chase giving you an epic stuns. Yeah. Not even, like, and he couldn't even make it through the intro. He kept having to redo the intro because he was, like, a perfectionist, apparently. (laughs) And because he was so hell-bent on trying to get the perfect recording, he didn't go down a single slide throughout the whole challenge. Yeah. He was to say his team was pissed off. But another interesting to bring up is that apparently Ripper has feelings for Axel. I don't know why those came from. Why? You two hate each other in the second episode of the first season. I think the writers sat down and they said, okay, what are we doing with Ripper? We have nothing to do with Ripper this season. And then another writer said, oh, we also have nothing to do with Axel this season. And then somebody said, what if they are in love and that is all they do this season? It's like, okay, cool. Works for me. And then they went home early that day because like, that is just, it's like, that's, that's what it is. The writers had nothing to do with the characters. And so they made them fall in love, which is really weird because watching Axel in the first two episodes of the first of, of Total Drama Island 23, she's a totally different character. She's like survivalist. Like, Hey, I caught us some wild squirrel and cooked it. Let's eat it. And now she's just like standing around just generally rude. And like, that's her only personality trait. It's like, I don't know what you did to this character. It's just like what you, we said about Ripper or like what Eric said about Ripper in the first episode of TDI 24. Like, again, these characters are watered down from their original appearance which was last year like how do you screw that up okay granted they didn't fall in love immediately but you see the warning signs yeah you see that they just have nothing else going on in their personalities at all and it's just like okay what are they cooking here i do remember damien being apprehensive about going down one of the slides i mean honestly can you blame him (laughs) but he had a genius idea to do it blindfolded but there was a problem because millie's team was losing points she purposely let Damien down a dangerous slide, which wasn't even part of the challenge to begin with, but Chris allowed it anyway because, of course, he does. Yeah, <laughs> which granted the team the win in a very close finish, but as a result, everyone distrusts Millie now. They're like, that was not freaking cool, Millie, especially Damien because Damien trusted her. He had a blindfold on. Didn't work. <laughs> So people are not happy with Millie, which is important going forward. But at least in the short run, Millie did save the day for Team Ratface. And because he was so caught up in trying to get the perfect recording, Chase is eliminated. And I get it. You didn't want Chase to do much this season. But did you have to make his elimination so obvious? Yeah, like I'm all for eliminating the later characters to have the more early boots do more and have more opportunities. But it comes off almost like, like imagine if in All-Stars they did the Duncan blowing up Chris's mansion in episode two. Like, it's way too early. The character was really important last time around. And I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to just rush them to the door so obviously, like you said. But Chase is gone and... I mean, it sucks because I was really hoping for a redemption arc with this guy. But what are you going to do? Yeah. I was going to save this for our tearless episode which we promise we'll get to eventually. Oh, yeah. Now we have all the data we need. (laughs) He kind of gave me lightning vibes, almost, where he was kind of an important character in the last season, but then he was nonchalantly eliminated earlier the next season. Oh, yeah, you're right. I never thought of him like that, but that's a good point. Coincidentally, they're both egotistical pricks, and that's why we love them. 
<laughs> and I argue that they're both the funniest characters of their respective generations. But again, we'll get to the tier list eventually. <laughs> but yeah, I still like Chase as a character, but I was not impressed with his performance, if you even want to call it that, this season. <laughs> this only makes me wonder how our tier list is going to go, but we'll get to that eventually, I promise. For now, let's move on to episode three. Yes, episode three. Let me just see. The um, contestants are set about or they're covered in sticky sap and forced to race through the forest and the first team to get there with all their members is safe so from the rat faces everyone is still pissed off at millie for what she did to damien and honestly can you blame them yeah i mean they now know that millie's like really ruthless just would shove damien into a meat grinder if it means her this, team is safe this sounds like something julia would do yeah and because the skunk butts lost two challenges in a row how do they plan to recover? By cheating. Yeah, so we forgot to mention this in episode one. Chris fires an intern in the middle of the show, and MK notices, and she's like, oh, like that's my shirt size. Like There's a spare intern uniform. I can start getting intel. And so we see that in this episode. She finds out ahead of time the challenge. She gets the sap remover, uses it on her teammates, and they cheat their way through the challenge. Uh, Raj and Wayne are super not cool with it, but everybody else thinks it's a great idea. And this brings me to another issue I have. If you guys recall when we reviewed season one, I hate how MK got away with sabotaging and challenges. Yeah, that is true. I forgot about that. Yeah, she got away with it. Like, nobody really cared. But that was only for, like, one or two episodes. This is going to be for three episodes straight. Spoilers. This is going to be for the rest of the time that there are teams, <laughs> which is really nuts. That's not saying much, though, because the teams are already not long for this world. <laughs> don't know what this new reboot thing is about racing to the merge, but uh, whatever. But yeah, as Matt said, the skunk butts win by cheating. And because the rat faces are so pissed off at Millie, she's instantly eliminated. But it's done so stupidly because what they decide to do is they have Millie and Damien together during the challenge. And Millie, like, actually sincerely apologizes to him and he accepts. But... At elimination, Damien is trying to explain that Millie is cool and, like, he's not mad. But because he's covered in sap, Chris is like, oh, no one can hear you, Damien. So everyone still thinks Millie is bad and vote her out. It's like, that's so lazy. Honestly, this might sound crazy, but I think Millie was meant to be eliminated the last episode, but they chose Chase instead. Oh. So they just needed a quick excuse to eliminate her this episode. That would have made more sense. I feel like if he sho if she frantically shoves Damien down the meat grinder and then he makes it and it's like, oh, but too bad. The skunk butts still scored more points than you. Perfect opportunity to get rid of Millie right there. And then you keep Chase around another episode. But for some reason, you're right. Maybe they switched them in development or something like that. But it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, they're like, oh, shit. We wanted Millie gone, not Chase. What do we do? Uh, Quick, have Damien speechless. <laughs> but you can like totally hear him which is even weirder yeah weird. i think this was the episode where caleb and priya start hanging off yeah so priya develops feelings for caleb because he's huge and buff and really sweet and caleb originally does not have feelings for priya it's he's very outspoken about the fact that he's like yo this girl won the last season like she would be an amazing ally and um she doesn't tell him or he doesn't tell her that but they do start getting closer conceptually i like this because yeah, if you were the first eliminated and you were back for another season, you would want to stay with the winner because it could give you a winning edge. Yeah, and um, it's probably Brandon pointed this out while we were finishing the season. It's basically the only arc that actually finishes, <laughs> so that's at least something. 
But yeah. I have a lot to say about that arc. Oh, we'll yeah. get to that eventually. In the meantime, Millie is gone, and we move on to episode four. The challenge is very interesting. It's another one that I originally thought was Squid Game inspired because it's like glass panels that fall beneath you. Basically, there's two glass bridges. The bridge is covered in different panels. Every time you step on a panel, you get asked a trivia question about another contestant. The contestants were recorded ahead of time answering would you rather questions. And you have to guess what the contestant said. If you're right, you get to move another step and get another question. If you're wrong, you fall to a swimming pool full of Wolverines. And as I explain this challenge, it feels like it was written by AI. <laughs> it's so convoluted. It makes more sense when you're watching it. But Or yeah. chat GBT. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm connecting the dots from our Who's the Biggest Geek episode. <laughs> shout out again to Ellie. You're welcome back on the podcast anytime. Yeah. And shout out to Chat GPT for carrying that episode. <laughs> um, and shout and shout out to Nick for being an amazing host during that episode, even though he has no total drama knowledge whatsoever. Uh excuse me, co-host. <laughs> you're selling Chat GPT very short. Um, you're right. Regardless, um, we see two very different struggles with the teams this challenge with rat faces. I'm so sick of their stupid names. With the rat faces, they have a really weird arc where Emma thinks she knows everybody really well and doesn't. And so her teammates have to decide whether or not they want to listen to her or not. I was about to say, bitch, no, you don't. Yeah. And the skunk butts continue their more interesting and straightforward arc of cheating. Uh, MK wants to cheat. Julia wants to cheat. But now Bowie's starting to have second thoughts about cheating because Raj really doesn't want it. Was that the same episode where Wayne and Raj try to wash away the guilt oh i don't know maybe because i remember there was a scene where both of them were showering and like we gotta come clean bro we gotta wash off all this guilt that we have (laughs) yeah i think it was that episode i don't remember i could see it (laughs) but because the rap faces were losing badly priya comes up with an idea emma pick the opposite of what you think yeah and then Emma gets, like, really weirdly offended by this. She's like, oh, my God, you're, like, why? how could you do that? Why don't you trust me? It's like, you have eyes. You can see that every single time someone listens to you, they get it wrong. What are you talking about? So, big surprise, the skunk butts win again. Because, go figure, Emma had to answer a question that relates to Chase. Which, I'll be honest with you, one of the funniest scenes from this season. Because during the confessional, Chris goes, Okay, Chase, would you rather A apologize for something you're not sorry for or b lose all your hair and go bald by age 23 oh man if i were bald i'd be just as awesome b baby (laughs) dude i'll admit that shit had me in tears when i heard it (laughs) yeah that was because because of course chase would go with that answer (laughs) yeah but sadly emma got the question wrong and her team loses which seals the deal This is another elimination that's weird. Like, it was obviously going to be Emma, but Priya was the one who told her to, like, go with her gut. And Priya kind of screwed up the challenge, but they blamed Emma because Emma was making the wrong calls, and so Emma got eliminated. Like, whatever. Bye, Emma. And because Priya has main character syndrome. Yes, she has plot armor, (laughs) which is weird because she already won a season, but whatever. Yeah. Bye-bye, Emma. I would love to see her develop more without Chase. I mean, we saw a little bit. Emphasis on a little bit last season. Whatever. Makes more sense than how she was eliminated for killing a turtle. <laughs> um, episode with an even more controversial elimination. Um, this challenge puts the teams in an ice maze. Actually, no, that's not true. 
one team goes in an ice maze, one team goes in an ice parkour arena, and whoever makes it to the end first is safe. I will say, this episode also features another funny moment. It involves Priya making out with a pillow, as if it was Caleb. Z goes into her cabin, and he goes, <gasps> Kill our pillow! Destroys the pillow, and he goes, Come on, Priya, we gotta get out of here before the other pillows turn evil. <laughs> no, see, it's okay. I was kissing it. Oh no! Did I kill Priya's pillow boyfriend? <laughs> Even though Z was kind of derailed this season, yeah. that moment made me laugh my ass off. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. You kept Z consistent. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that. And because they of that frantic act, Z <sighs> is the only person that knows that Priya has a crush on Caleb. So they decided to keep it a secret, or in this case, a secret. <laughs> I forgot about that. A secret. Oh my gosh. So in the midst of this, Z talks to Caleb. And as we said before, Caleb's not really interested in Priya. All he wants is to have an alliance with her. So this is when Z has trouble keeping the secret. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Secret. <laughs> in terms of the skunk butts, once again, they're cheating. Yep. They try to hide it at first this time and distract the hockey bros with... Hockey, uh, like, ice skates and let them skate around on the ice and have a good time. But they do eventually catch on. And uh, Bowie has a weird moment where he's like, oh, like, even though I'm totally okay with cheating, I totally lied to you, Wayne and Raj. I'm going to have a snowball fight with them. And, like, that'll prove that I'm on your side. It's like, okay, what? What is even happening right now? It all goes wrong. But Team Skunkbutt still manages to win. I'm trying to remember didn't they draw a map on Ripper's back or something? Yeah, so MK, once again, was present with the meeting, and so she uh, gets the map, and she writes it on Ripper's stomach. Oh, shit, I forgot to bring this up. Last episode, Ripper and Axel officially became a couple, and that's why I lost all hope for those two. That's right, it happened right at the end, too, I forgot. Yeah, Ripper reads a poem or some shit like that, and Axel is in awe. Yeah, they find it. He finds out that uh, Axel likes poetry. I think from her interview in that challenge. Um, and then, yeah, it's he, he runs with it. She loves it. They're in love, and that's their personality now. They're like they're no better than Jeff and Bridget in the first episode of Total Drama uh, Action. But uh, whatever. Another thing I remember is that didn't the show roast Julia or some shit like that? <laughs> I know. I think she does because then Julia's like, I need my revenge. And how does she accomplish that? During the elimination ceremony, the show gets a letter. Yeah, like a, a superhero movie franchise, like big budget movie deal, like way more than just a million dollars. And so obviously she quits. But as we quickly find out, it was a fake letter written by Julia. And that moment made me hate Nichelle even more because you have a great setup of her overcoming her pathetic phase in the first season. And she said in the first five episodes, I don't care about Hollywood. I want to show that more than just an actress. But all of a sudden, when you get a multi-million dollar offer, you resort back to what you were in the first season. It was pointless. Like, they really were setting up. Like, oh, she's actually good now. She's a powerhouse. But no, she's gone. She and Maria's. She's like, oh, this is way more valuable than a million dollars. I quit. And then she leaves. And it's like, okay, cool. So you took an interesting character and you flushed them down the toilet. So in the show in this season, it's basically Zoe slash Sky with a little bit of Anne Maria. Sprinkled in for good measure. <laughs> that's what we gotta work with this season, and it is so fucking pathetic. But if you think that's pathetic, how about we merge the teams after eliminating five characters? 
I was beside myself. I was like, are you kidding me? That If there was one thing I wanted them to fix from the first season, it was that. It was pathetic. We are not kidding, folks. After eliminating five contestants, episode six is when they merge the teams. Like, and there's no excuse because Revenge of the Island, All-Stars, and Pocketu Island were all the short 13-episode seasons. They all found a way to merge the teams in the final, you know, six, seven, maybe eight max. This is ridiculous. Like, you don't merge the teams this early. It's like, what's the point of teams then? 11 contestants made it to the merge out of 16 contestants. <laughs> like, that is way more than half. Way more than half. And now, before you say anything, Oh, but 11 people made it to the merge in the first season of Total Drama. Yeah, because they had 22 characters to work with. Mm-hmm. There were 16 characters in the season. 16! Yeah, and I don't know. Oh my god. Honestly, what was the fucking point of putting them in teams if you're gonna merge the teams five episodes in? I wish I could tell you. I really, I don't know what they were thinking. I really, I don't know what the thinking was. If they thought it was more interesting to have them fighting for individual immunity, and they were just racing to get to that. Like, I don't know what, what it was. But oh my god, they did it because they did it two seasons in a row. Like we complained about this in TDI twenty three as well. Um, I don't really know what the thinking was. There is one reason why they did it. Okay, they don't explicitly say it, but it's implied that Chris knew MK was cheating this whole time, so he tried stopping her. But you didn't have to merge the teams that early. An easier way could have been like, oh, why not have MK switch teams? Which, now that I think about it, Matt, seems a lot more practical. That actually would have been interesting. We would have had a good couple episodes with MK on the rat faces, and yeah, you're like, what's she going to do? And then, again, we whittle down a little bit, and then we're at six or seven or eight contestants, and then we merge. And that's good. Like, I don't get the thinking here. This was the last straw for me. <laughs> I mean, I apologize for that tangent, guys, but you have no idea how frustrating this is. It's just stupid. Like, it's just weird and rushed and stupid. Like, I don't know what this breakneck speed rush to the finale is. Like, okay, we still have 11 contestants. A few more team challenges won't kill you. But I think we made our points. Yeah. Let's just talk about episode six. Yep. So episode six, it's like a weird challenge where you have to team up with another contestant and make your way to the lake by carrying canoes. And then you have to face off against the person who you are carrying the canoe with. And it moves up into like a bracket system and the winner gets immunity. Because we have an odd number of contestants left, Chris decides to pair MK with a bear. <laughs> Yep, um, and by now it is very apparent, he flat out says it, he knows that she cheated, and so this is this episode's kind of like her, her punishment. I think Z was paired with Damien or some shit like that. I wish I freaking remember. I do remember there was one scene where Julia's baton broke, and she tried to stab Damien, only for her to get knocked off the boat. I was like, yep, that bitch deserved it. <laughs> because you saw in her eyes, she was gonna kill Damien. Yep. <laughs> and I was like... Damn, Damien, you have two bitches that try to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Actually, now that I think about it, I think he won that challenge. Yeah, he did. Because he did wasn't win. wasn't the final match between him and Bowie. Yeah, and he beat Bowie. And it was like a big shock, and nobody thought it was going to happen. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. Nobody is really safe except for Damien elimination. And so that is going to lead to a very kind of surprising vote, I guess. Bowie gets eliminated. Why, you may be wondering? Well, MK and Julia convinced everyone that it was Bowie's idea why their team cheated in the first place. I was like, really? That's how you eliminate Bowie? Everybody's going to listen to Julia? 
the most hated character in the whole cast. Yeah, I don't get it. She should, like, in Total Drama Island and Total Drama Action, vastly better seasons. Think of Heather in action. In action, Heather is forced to lie low because everyone hates her and everyone recognizes how big of a snake she is. You would expect Julia to be in that stage in this season. Like, okay, everyone hates me, so I'm going to lie low. But instead, she, like, like, everyone keeps falling for it. Like, imagine in Total Drama Action if everyone kept falling for Heather's BS. It would have been so unbelievable. So why are we still falling for Julia's stuff? I mean, I guess it works for Bowie because nobody trusts him either. Like, everyone's like, okay, yeah, Bowie's messed up and evil, and so is Julia. So I guess I could buy that Bowie would get eliminated over Julia, but I don't know. Julia's still tricking a lot of people, and she really shouldn't be. So I don't know. It's weird. She should have made it to the merge again, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Again, overused villain. <laughs> but whatever. Bowie's gone. Raj is sad, but hey, at least Wayne is still with him. Yeah, um, and that leads us nicely to the next episode, which I believe, yes, it's um, you have to bake a cake of Chris. My gosh, yeah, I remember now. You have to get it judged by the three judges who have to look at it and taste it, and whoever, whichever team, I should say mini teams. Obviously, the team, even though this episode would have made total sense to be a team challenge, we had to rush to the merge, so... Instead, it's mini-teams, and so whichever mini-team does the best wins immunity for all of the mini-team members, and everybody else is uh, up for elimination. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and who are the three judges, you may be wondering? Well, we have Chris, obviously, Chef, and I can't believe they actually managed to pull this off. They brought in Owen. Yeah, Owen himself, back for the first time since the ridiculous race, unless you count his little baby toddler form. He's here. <laughs> Owen is back. The only or the only non-reboot contestant to show up. It is man, this, wild. You're telling me, man. Also, this episode confirmed that Owen was the canonical winner of season one, which was pretty obvious right from the start. But hey, it's nice to get some clarity. Yeah. And I gotta say, Owen looks good for 31. Mm-hmm. Assuming that this season actually takes place 15 years in the future. I mean, it has to. Bria has been training since the day she was freaking born. Yeah. I mean, as great as it is to see Owen here, it really just makes you question the continuity at this point, you know? Yeah, it's confusing. It's really weird that it took a season and a half of reboot before they were like, oh, hey, maybe we should mention the old seasons that everybody loves. Like, no, duh. But yeah, so they brought in Owen halfway through the second reboot season, because whatever. And yeah, and he's there, and he, you know, he's his Owen self. He loves food. He's... And uh, again, it just comes off as confusing that they did this, they waited so long to do this. But whatever. I do remember Caleb's team. They were trying to figure out, well, teams, air quotes, as you alluded, Matt. They were having trouble baking the cake. So they were like, okay, what does Chris like more, more than actual food? His ego. So they purposely made the Chris cake buff. Yep. Um, but I, I believe, don't they still lose because they used like, uh, they used um, Ripper's armpit sweat or something? <laughs> Oh my god, you're right. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> so stupid. Ripper and Axel basically sit the challenge out and make Priya do everything by herself because they're too busy sucking face. Um, and so when they need cheese, they get like yeast from Ripper's armpits, which is disgusting. Julia was forced to team up with Wayne and Raj. Again, she tried to continue the cheating trend, but this is Wayne and Raj we're talking about. Of course, they're not going to resort to cheating. Yep. And I love how she got Conda. Yeah, you're one of us now. We're bros. 
Let's yeah. see. I, I do remember one of the teams sick the quote unquote old dog onto MK's team. And what's the old dog? It was one of the optional things you could do to sabotage the other teams. The old dog in this case was sicking Owen to eat any of the ingredients that the other team has. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was clever. Yeah, I don't even remember who wins. I think it was like the second, the guys who just built the normal Chris. I think it was Wayne, Julia, and Raj. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who built the well, normal Chris head. Because MK was once again forced to be on a team pretty much by herself. And during the elimination ceremony, shockingly, Axel gets eliminated. Which is a little weird when you consider Ripper is a more hated character. But I guess it's because they saw her more as a threat. Yeah. But if you saw her throughout the season, she doesn't display any of her skills from the first season. Because she's too busy sucking faces with Ripper. Yeah, freaking threat. Wait, we're watching a different Axel if you think she's a threat this season. Regardless... Ripper is so heartbroken that he jumps into the lake and swims after her and quits. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> what a waste. And Chris allows it. He's like, oh, wasn't expecting a double elimination. Oh, well, on with the show. Why not just have the votes be tied or something for them? And then Chris is just like, you know what? You're both so annoying. You're both eliminated. Like, that's what they did with Courtney and Blainley in World Tour. And it's a little annoying, but it makes more sense than... I can't go on without you. Bye. Like, I don't know. Ripper, Again. I'm very, very disappointed in how they handled both Ripper and Axel's character in this season. They just, they were demolished to be lovers for each other. Again, I appreciate them trying to do something new, Ripper, but this was not the right way to do it. No, it certainly was not. All right. So let's move on to episode eight. Okay. So in episode eight, we, um, the contestants roll giant coins up a mountain and they end up playing in a giant pinball-esque game and whoever has the most points in that game at the end of an hour uh is winning or wins immunity and everybody else is up for elimination oh yeah one thing we forgot to bring up caleb actually starts to develop feelings for priya but at the time he told z that oh i don't care about priya i just want to be in alliance with her so now z is having trouble keeping the secret because he's like oh if i tell priya she's gonna be heartbroken on top of that MK and Julia know that Z is hiding something. So throughout the whole episode, they've been trying to convince Z to spill the beans, even parodying The Shining. <laughs> Z was so hell-bent on trying to keep the secret, he even shoved his pants in his mouth. I'll admit, that scene made me laugh. Yeah, because another thing we haven't been mentioning is as a way of trying to not spill the beans, Z always has to have something in his mouth, which is usually his soda. But he has now run out of sodas, so he's frantically shoving whatever he can in his mouth. I will say... The pinball challenge also had more Easter eggs. Like, I'm pretty sure we saw statues of Courtney and Duncan. Yup, and, and Izzy. That, oh yeah, you're right. And one thing that annoyed me is that Priya looks at the statues of Courtney and Duncan. And she's like, oh, it's a shame that these two never worked out. And I was like, bitch, are you serious? Have you seen the first two seasons? Okay, maybe season one, but season two? Hell no. Courtney is a demanding bitch, and Duncan doesn't deserve to be with her. Yeah, they were. They don't work out. I know a lot of people ship them, so it's probably a hot take, but, like, they really just don't go very well together. I mean, in Island, they're great, but every other season, they suck. Okay, granted, Duncan cheating on Courtney is still not good, but he doesn't deserve to be with Courtney, man. It's been over 15 years, and I still stand by that statement. Yeah. 
let's see, uh, I remember Wayne having a tough time climbing the mountain or something, and by the time he actually got to the pinball board, he automatically lost. <laughs> and Damien saw a statue of Scary Girl holding a jackhammer, and Damien had PTSD. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Damien and statues, I think this is the episode where he finds the immunity idol, which we didn't mention this season. They decide to bring that back after the merge, which in prior seasons, I think it was just revenge. Oh, All-Stars too. Um, but if you find it, you can save yourself from any elimination. And yeah, your votes don't are not counted for you. I was like, holy shit, this is good. You would think Damien would hold on to it to the Maui. But, but no. no, he heathers. <laughs> yes, Matt said it best. He heathers. That's an actual verb. Well, now it's a verb. Uh, if you don't remember what that's a reference to, in All-Stars, right after she finds it, Heather immediately just hides it like under a plant and is like, I'll come back for it later. And then, surprise, surprise, it's not there later. And so it's almost like, is that going to happen again this season? I freaking yes. think so. Yes, that does come back to bite him in the ass, but not yet. But that's not important right now because we have to shift Caleb and Bria. Yep. So they confess their feelings to each other. Z lost it. He tells everyone that Caleb doesn't actually like Priya. Priya's heartbroken, and now everybody hates Caleb. But unfortunately for Z, it feels so good for him to let that secret out that he just starts telling everyone's secrets, which she somehow knows, and everyone gets really awkward and, you know, PO'd. And this leads to another BS elimination, Z. Yep. The obvious choice for elimination would be Caleb, but because the writers still want to do Priya-Caleb stuff, they can't have it be Caleb. So they're like, well, Z made everyone feel awkward, so bye, Z. You have no idea how pissed off I was to see Z get eliminated again. I, yeah. He's, he's like one of the best characters in the reboot, and it's a shame that he's been wasted twice. Dude, I argue he's the best character from the reboot. Honestly, thinking about all the characters in the reboot, I think you're right. <laughs> and so it's a shame that he's just underutilized like this. First off, in season one, Chris allowed everyone to change their votes. Yeah, it's like, can I change my vote? Okay, yeah, you can. Like, shut up. No, you can't. When have you ever been able to do that? And now in this season, oh, Z just said everybody's secrets. Get his ass out of here. So mm. pathetic, man. I think that's the word of the day. Pathetic. Or maybe night, depending on what time you're listening to this episode. Yeah. Such a waste of a funny, likable character. And by this point, there's really not that many of them left. <laughs> well, I was going to save this for later, but there's actually one character that I actually liked moving forward. Like, this season actually made me like a certain character, but we'll get to him mm. later. I'm actually curious. For now, let's move on to episode 9. Okay, so this challenge is pretty interesting. You have to take the biggest thing you can find to Chris. Everyone thinks that's the challenge at first. Then the plot twist is revealed that you have to fit it through a hole. First person to break it down and fit it through a hole uh, wins immunity. Caleb is in the hot seat. Everybody hates him, especially Priya. He has no allies, and he genuinely feels bad for what he did. Yeah, I mean, that's really the gist of it. I'm trying to think about what anyone else does in this episode. Julia's still mean. MK's still mean. Caleb is frantically trying to get Priya to forgive him. Priya's mad. Damien's doing his thing. He has, like, that sheep for a little while, and then the sheep runs away. Oh, wait, I do remember one thing. The one thing that Wayne tried to fit through the hole was the confessional. Yeah. But obviously... <laughs> Wasn't Caleb's thing the yacht, or the thing he tried to fit through the hole was the yacht? Yeah, um, I think Chris says it's like his eighth small, uh, largest yacht or something, which is <laughs> interesting. Um, so he has oh. to break down a yacht piece by piece. Somehow actually manages to almost win. 
Oh yeah, and MK broke apart Chef's car. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I, I did appreciate that. No, please don't do this. I don't have insurance or something like that. Yeah, and he keeps like trying to contact his insurance company. Like, <laughs> I need to make a claim. And like yeah. Matt said, I think Caleb was the winner. I think you're right. Yeah, I didn't remember at first if it was Caleb or Julia, but I think it was. Yeah, it was Caleb. Oh no, wait, it, it was, was Caleb. Caleb. I love that moment where he's like, "Yes, I got invincibility." Oh shit, everyone still hates me. <laughs> that was a little bit funny. And like he said, everyone still hates him, but now they can't vote for him. So who are they going to vote for? Obviously, either MK or Julia, because they're the biggest threats left. And so MK and Julia go on, a, like, a, I guess a sympathy tour, you could say, to all the other contestants to try to get them to vote for the other one. Basically, MK convinced everyone to vote for Julia, but in a twist, they voted for MK. Yeah, and it was some weird, like, logic, like, Julia had told everyone, hey, heads up, MK's about to tell you a bunch of lies. I don't know why people still even give Julia the time of day. Julia should be walking up to them being like, hey, heads up, MK's about to tell you a bunch of lies. And they'll be like, I don't care, you're awful, and this is probably the only time we can eliminate you, so we're gonna eliminate you. But they don't yeah. listen, they're like, oh, MK lying, okay, like, why do they believe that? It makes no fucking sense. Everybody, hell, Damien even said during that set episode, you're a bad person, Julia. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Why would they believe her? Yeah, it's just, it's just very unbelievable. Like... I swear, her and Priya are tied for having the biggest pieces of plot armor this whole season. Yeah. And what does MK think about this? Oh, that was a good one, bestie. I don't know how they're friends. It's... I, I don't know like, how they're, like... Are you fucking kidding me? I would be furious if my bestie played me like that. This is now the second time that she has gotten absolutely screwed over out of a million dollars by Julia, and it's still her best friend. Like, that is so toxic. It's unreal. Yeah, so mercifully, we have only a few episodes left. MK's gone, and we go to a very interesting episode... Okay, straight up, I don't even remember what this one was about. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, a bunch of contestant faces show up on a screen, and then they go black. And then, let's say he says, okay, where was Scary Girl? Where was the picture of Scary Girl? And everybody has to click where they think the picture of Scary Girl was. And if they get it right, then they're good. They get a point. If they get it wrong, then they get punished. And everyone's standing on drains. And depending on the contestant that they get wrong, they get punished with some thing that has to do with that person. So I think Scary Girl, it's like the, the big Scary Girl head from the pinball arena comes down and squashes you. It's like, it, it's a little weird and convoluted and it's based on like a children's board game, but I guess this is the challenge now. And yeah, whoever makes it the furthest is safe. Wayne and Raj keep getting each answer wrong, which yeah. leads to hilarious results, let's be real. Mm -hmm. um, Caleb and Priya slowly, and I repeat, slowly start to patch things up and they start to realize oh shit, Julia's a huge threat and she's been playing us. Let's get rid of her. That's the thing too. In this episode, Julia's like tricking them, which is really infuriating. Okay, I'm not pissed off that they wait this long to realize, oh shit, Julia's playing us. It's after what happens is what infuriates me even more. Yeah. Because they let this shit drag on to extreme proportions. Yes, they do. But I will admit, there was a funny scene where Damien and Julia kept on trying to one-up each other. It's like, oh, Julia, oh, Julia, you got gray hair or some shit like that. What? Psych, bitch. And just shoves her. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Priya did the same thing when the, both of them were fighting during the last round. 
but we get the most BS way of Julia winning, which involves Priya tapping the right answer on Julia's iPad by mistake. And so that technically registers as a point for Julia, despite the fact that Julia picked the wrong answer. And so Julia gets immunity because without it, she would be eliminated. It's like season one Heather. And who gets eliminated? But the guy who was absent for half of the episode because he got carried away by bees. Now, this will be a good time to use the invincibility statue if Damien hadn't pulled a Heather. Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Did they learn nothing from All-Stars? But it's funny, they don't actually, like, even say that she has it. It's like, ooh, a mystery, who has it? It's like, we all know she freaking has it, whatever. So, bye-bye, Damien. Once again, another pathetic elimination. And he was the last character I genuinely liked out of all of them. Yeah. But, but like I said, one of these characters I developed a liking towards. It's funny, I didn't actually love... Damien's run this season. I thought he was funnier in the first season, how he was like the one guy who had no idea what was going on. Um, but I still liked him, and it's a shame that he is not here anymore. And we're in our final five. Honestly, I was pulled between either him or Z winning this season, but but this is total drama 2024, and we can't have nice things. No. We move on to another episode with the final five. Now, this is a very interesting one, just for uh its interesting cameo. <laughs> um, but basically uh canine unit is released on Wawanaqua, and if a dog catches you and brings you back to chris three times you're out and the last camper standing wins immunity and who's that special cameo matt brought up macarthur <laughs> macarthur the yes. <laughs> macarthur from the police cadets from the ridiculous race yeah kind of random but okay i sort of like this character it's nice to see her in an official Total Drama season. Unlike in freaking Total Drama Rama, where they basically made her Larry. You know, Larry yeah. <laughs> who has multiple jobs. <laughs> I don't know why they decided to have her of all people come back, but here she is, and she's in charge. I mean, again, it is good for to see her again. Do you guys remember when I said dragging on the relationship between Caleb, Priya, and Julia to extreme proportions? This is it. Apparently, Julia plays Priya into thinking Kayla's been on my side this whole time. Yep. And so all of a sudden, even though they had a really emotional reunion in the last episode, there's still a ton of doubt. And it's not made any easier because Caleb apparently promised Julia that she, he would never vote her off. So it's like, what's going on here? Why are we behaving like this? I was like, God damn it, what's wrong with this guy? Either you're loyal to your girlfriend or not. Okay, granted, that gets explored more in the next episode, but still, I felt like they ran out of shit to do with Caleb. Mm -hmm. No, they absolutely did. They're like, okay, how do we make this last longer? So yeah, while that's going on, Wayne and Raj, well, it's Wayne and Raj, what more do I have to say? <laughs> Chugging along well, occasionally having a funny line every now and then. Yep, doing their thing. Like, I know who gets eliminated, but... I forgot the reason. It's funny, I don't remember either. Um, wait. I think it has something to do with the fact that Caleb doesn't want to vote for Julia or Priya, and so it has to be one of the hockey bros. Yeah, I think that's what happened. And I think Priya actually gets pretty mad about it because Priya wanted Julia eliminated, but they um, voted Raj. And I think we find out that it's because uh, the reason why Caleb's going along with this is because Julia apparently promised him that if he never voted for her, she would never vote for Priya. So that's kind of starting to become apparent here with Raj. So because of plot armor, Julia wins again, and sadly Raj gets eliminated, and Wayne is devastated. Yeah, this is the first time they've ever been apart. 
and lo and behold, Wayne is the character I was alluding. I mean, I liked him enough in season one. He has moments every now and then, but this season made me appreciate this guy even more. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's a lot of fun, and I'm glad. I'll talk a little bit more about this when we get to some later episodes this season. But um, I don't know. It's nice having him around because without him, it is quite literally the Caleb and Priya and uh, Julia love triangle-esque thingy. And that's stupid, and it's kind of getting old. Again, I'll save all my comments with him when we eventually do our tearless episode. But he and Roger are basically Katie and Sadie done right because one thing they did was make both those two their own characters. Yup. Like, they have similar personalities, but they're not exact replicas. Then Yeah, they're not carbon copies. Like, Wayne, Raj is a little smarter. Wayne is a little more outgoing, comfortable with leadership. Like, they definitely have traits, and it's really cool. And even though I think this season is a train wreck, I think it was a smart decision to eliminate one of them instead yeah. of together. It's, it's a nice change of pace, and I'm... I end up really liking it. Um, but we move on to... The, episode 12. Yeah, the second to last episode. Um, and in this one, contestants are put in an arena. All they have to do is be the last one in that arena. And to be the last one in the arena, you have to hook other contestants, which sends them into a chamber of their fears. And if they can't face their fears and get out in time, then, well, they are not back in the competition. Your goal is to be the last one in the competition. More petty shit between... Priya, Caleb, and Julia. Yep. And Wayne is devastated with that as best friend. So devastated, in fact, that he was listening to sad music, which I'll admit was <laughs> one of the funniest scenes from that episode. That was probably one of the funniest scenes in the whole reboot. Don't know or what to do. Don't know what to say. I was not prepared for losing you. Now I'm lonely and alone. Lonely and alone. <laughs> lonely and alone. Lonely and alone. I'm so lonely. Oh, man, I gotta stop listening to sad music. It's making me miss Raj even more. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we do get insight on the contestants' fears. Originally, Wayne's fear was facing Raj on an opposing hockey team. But because Wayne saw the brighter things in life, he's like, Raj, I know it's tough that we're going to face each other on different teams, but we're always still going to be there for each other. So then Chris starts to send... What was it, like a giant spider or some shit like that? <laughs> no, it was the enemy the enemy team mascot that he was afraid of. Or his own team mascot. Oh yeah, that's it. I forgot what animal it was. I, or was there a, Why do I feel like there was a spider? I don't know. But I do know the intern was in disguise. That's what happened. Um, It was the intern in disguise in the mascot suit. And then I'm pretty sure he's like, oh, this isn't working either. Fine, now we'll throw a spider in there too. Basically, Chris kept on changing up the fears as a way of breaking Wayne, but kept bailing. Because <laughs> Wayne was just so fearless. <laughs> Priya was afraid of lightning. Okay, I can vibe with. Yeah. I forgot, what was Caleb's fear? I remembered what Julia's was, but we'll save it for last. Caleb's was clowns and snakes, right? So they do the clown snake. Oh yeah, you're right. It's coming back to me. Julia's fear was getting old. And briefly, and I repeat, briefly, we get a cameo of Gary and Pete. AKA the, retired was... AKA the retired tennis players. That was so unreal, Brandon. I were like, that was not just freaking Pete and Jerry right there. I don't even remember. The... I was like, where are all these cameos coming from? This is what we should have gotten in, in the first season. Yeah, like a love letter to Total Drama. Like we get to see little bits and pieces of all their past. That would have been sick. But no, whatever. Too little, too late. I'm trying to remember. It was either Wayne or Caleb, I think. It was one. one of those two. Yeah, I think it was Caleb, but I'm not 100% sure. It doesn't really matter. 
Um, but basically, we know that the vote's going to come down to either Julia or Priya. And by this point, Caleb's done playing Julia's game. Wayne is not really that fooled by Julia. And so everybody votes for Julia. And you think that's going to be it? Julia had the immunity statue. So that bitch is in the finals, much to my dismay. Mm-hmm. And as Chris explains for newcomers, what that basically means is whoever Julia voted for is going home because every other vote was cast for Julia. And who did Julia vote for? Priya, of course. This gave me Owen flashbacks. Because remember when everyone tried to vote off Courtney, even though she had immunity in season two, and her one vote for Owen counted? Yeah. That's immediately what I thought of when I saw that scene. Honestly, thinking about it, it is a little bit smart that they eliminated Priya this way, because if you have her be a finalist again, that'll probably make me hate this character even more, because if you thought she was the main character before... It would have been worse if she was in the finals again. Yeah, that would have been hard to stomach. But yeah, once again, we have a three-person finale. Wayne, Caleb, and Julia. And this time they run with it. Like, the first season of the reboot, TDI 23, it was like, yeah, it's a three-person finale, but it's like Ridoculous, you know? Like, one person gets eliminated early on, and then it's actually a two-person race. This, to my knowledge, is the first ever finale where, no, 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 it is a three-person race all the way to the end. It's honestly, it doesn't feel very total drama-y as a result. Like, that, why would you mess up the two-person finale? I know why, it's because they only had 13 episodes, but still, I don't know. Because this season doesn't know what pacing is. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But it's okay, Matt. We're almost done. This is the final episode. <laughs> so, as we mentioned before, it's a three-person finale, and just like in previous seasons, all the contestants are back, and they get to choose who to root for. Some characters vote for Wayne, some characters vote for Caleb. Those add pity because they're like, oh, we don't like you. We just want to see Julia lose. <laughs> General Hux, anybody? <laughs> and one person, I repeat, one person votes for Julia, and it's pretty obvious who. Scary Girl. I'm just kidding. It's actually MK. Those yeah, scary, scary Girl doesn't have any support for anyone. Yeah. But what I do like about this challenge is that, oh, the supporters, they're more involved with the challenge. Yes. Um, To start off, you kind of get punished for being popular because you have to carry a cart of your supporters with you and avoid all distractions. But then your supporters launch t-shirts from a t-shirt cannon while the finalists are crossing a tightrope. So, you know, they could basically attack anyone who they don't like. And that really weighs down some people. So, to my disgust, Julia gets an early lead. Caleb and his team were chugging along well, but Wayne, he was too distracted by ice cream, pizza. Basically, he was stuck in the first phase of the challenge halfway through the episode. Which yeah, they were really, they were really just like, yeah, this character is like the underdog. It's a Caleb versus Julia race. I thought it was funny because, you know, it's Wayne. Of course, he's going to let the little things distract him. But at the same time, dude, you're in the finals. Get serious. Yeah, but and this is the vibe I was really going for that I wanted to bring up earlier. It is a very Owen-y situation, right? Like, he didn't win immunity in Ireland, and yet he makes it to the end. He struggles for a little bit because he's Owen, but, you know, he's popular and liked. And for that, Wayne has that vibe. He never wins individual immunity, ever. And yet... He's a fun-loving guy. People like him, and so it's nice that he's in the finale. But don't worry. He does eventually get back in the game. Didn't yeah. they have to wear flying squirrel suits or something like that? Yeah, the third leg of the challenge is you freaking get a tanuki suit, and, <laughs> and you have to glide over Wawanaka to the end, the chill zone, really, from Redonkulous Race. And if you get there, you win. Big surprise. Julian and Caleb kept fighting Airborne, eventually crashing into the forest. 
So now they have to run to the chill zone, air quotes. Yeah, the chill zone. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Um, but randomly, or kind of randomly while they're running, Wayne swoops in out of nowhere. He has made up lost time. And this really starts to narrow down to a three-person race. And it's like anyone's game. Caleb and Julian foot Wayne coming in from the air. He ends up tucking and rolling, so he's making better speed. And it's like a photo finish. And much to my pleasure, Wayne wins the challenge, which means he's the winner of Total Drama 2024. Which I think is fair to say, kind of surprising. I don't know if anyone was expecting that. I sure as hell wasn't, but I think I was at that point where it was like, I was so done with this season that I didn't care who wins, but I'm glad it was Wayne. Yeah. So if anyone deserved to win at that point, it was definitely Wayne. Caleb, maybe, only because he had a consistent arc throughout the series. A very questionable arc, but you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely not Julia, I think is what we're trying to say. Oh, hell no. That bitch doesn't deserve to win anything. She played the exact same game she played the first season, so it doesn't make any sense for her to be rewarded for that. The only thing she won was a makeover. Mm-hmm. And a throwback to the old way of finalist goes bald or gets deformed in some way from the older seasons, which is an interesting little throwback. So yeah, Caleb's upset that he didn't win. Priya's like, I don't care if he lost, I still love you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we forgot to mention that Priya and Kayla patched things up officially, so now they're officially a couple. Which is good, because she got, like, really toxic there towards the end, which was kind of weird. Um, like, she was like, you better win, you better be Julia. It's like, okay, whoa. Um, so I am glad that it kind of worked out for them. So yeah, Wayne's the winner, and at first he was going to use the money to buy a tour bus for his hockey team. But because he'll have so much money left over, what is he going to do with the rest of the money? Buy two buses. Makes sense. <laughs> again he deserved it add those three he did no he really did i was not expecting it again it was a very owen vibe and i couldn't have been happier yep and that's total drama 2024 in a nutshell my god this season sure was something it definitely had its glaring problems but this leads to the biggest question what's next for total drama I don't know. Unlike last time where they were confident that they were going to get another season and so they could be like, we're having another season, guys. Here we go. Chris Lee's very open-ended in the end. He's like, maybe you'll see these guys again on Total Drama. It's like, oh, you guys don't know if you're getting picked up for another season, do you? And I don't know. I feel like they blew their only chance. But as I say that, again, this show is very, very popular online. So maybe people will see that and say, oh, Total, this was a success. However, it's a double-edged sword because this show didn't premiere on HBO Max. Everybody watched it on a dub. I wonder if when it gets to HBO Max, if nobody's even going to watch it. And so it's going to get really bad viewing numbers. I don't know, man. Because I don't think the writers know what they're doing at this point. But from what it stands, this season was very disappointing. I mean, granted, there were some things I liked. It had nice references and callbacks from previous seasons. We got to see development from some characters. Emphasis on some. But, my God overuse plot points pathetic eliminations and again terrible pacing and i am fearful of what the series has moving forward yeah again i i'm worried that they blew it and that like nobody's gonna really take total drama seriously i don't know again like you said characters who could have had really interesting new changes to them nichelle damien mk kind of just squandered done really poorly Again, I don't really know. Um, they had Priya make it really far because they tied her to Caleb. Some welcome changes. I think I do like how Caleb was handled for the most part. Really loved Wayne and Raj. But by and large, this could have been a lot better. A lot of lazy decisions. And we're going to talk even more about the characters 
when we do our character ranking. Um, so stay tuned for that. I was about to say, even though this miniseries is officially over, that doesn't mean we're not going to stop doing total drama episodes. Be on the lookout, folks. We still got my TDI-23 rewrite in the works. And you know it'll be good now that you've seen how bad this was. And, as Matt said, we got our tierless episode in the works, so <laughs> stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. But until then, what do you think of TDI-24? Tell us on our Discord server or DM us on Instagram, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to listen to us on all available listening platforms, such as Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you prefer. And be sure to tell your friends and family about us, especially all of the Total Drama fans in your life. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves.